Welcome back, everybody. Uh, we're back. Another three up, three down. It's All-Star Week. Uh, home run derby's going on as, as we speak. Uh, seemed to be an exciting start. Julio Rodriguez, he, uh, he impressed in that first round, hitting the most. I think he was above 30. Uh, Pujols beat Kyle Schwarber. Uh, a lot of respect given to Pujols during his performance. A little bit of a surprise, but um, he pulled it off. So that was exciting. But, 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 Alex is back in the United States. He crossed the border. How was the trip? It was good, man. You know, it's getting easier and easier to cross borders, so I'm always happy about that. Uh, yeah, but no complaints. Got some culvers, so life's good. Nice, nice. I, I took Chan there, actually, recently, and uh, uh, she didn't love it, but... You know, we'll have to take I'm it. not going to lie. I'm a little concerned. They've been expanding the menu and locations both. I've had some iffy culvers lately, which has been a little bit uh, disappointing. But that kind of, I feel like you're at risk. But I still think if you go in Wisconsin, you have a much better chance than anywhere else in the world of having top-tier culvers. Probably the right call. It's probably the right call. I would, I would agree with that. Uh... But definitely scary hours. I'm not surprised it got... Mediocre reviews because it's I've had I've had some cheese not melted on a burger. What are you gonna do? It's it's lacking effort. It's lacking performance and it's and desire. So it's it's disappointing and uh, uh, you just want a consistent butter burger and you know a nice little um, Culver's custard. So I mean it's it's simple. It's plain. Just get it right. So I understand that. I understand that. Well, we're glad to have you back in the United States. We're glad to have you back in in the home city of Chicago. Hopefully we'll catch a ball game. Uh, while you're here, the socks are back. I'm back in it. The hot, the hat is on. <laughs> I think we can both say we're excited about that. Uh, we haven't talked about it in a while. We are both Sox fans. We're going to try not to cover them today. We'll talk a little bit more and see what their desires are when we get to next week's episode. We'll talk about that at the end of the show. But let's break right into it. Icy Hot, um, sponsored by, not sponsored by, Icy Hot. Um, sponsor us, please. I will not give up. Um, yeah. So, uh, you want to lead off? Lead it off for Icy Hot? Sure. Um, so, I'll start with my hot because I feel like I don't even know if they're like, I mean, I guess they had a pretty hot week. That's why I chose them. But uh, I've kind of been just, you know, this is what they do. We talk about them a lot. Everyone talks about them a lot. But it's kind of a weird year of this. And that's the Rays. So, we got, we got a little. Uh, after they were getting swept by the by the Reds, who I think the Reds are like actually kind of turning it up a little bit. So, but still, you don't want to get swept by anyone, let alone the Reds. Um, but then they go into Fenway, I believe. Let me double check that. Anyways, they sweep the Red Sox in a four game set. Uh, that's big time. Four game sweeps just don't happen much when it's a division rival and a wild card rival. Uh, that's that's just a huge series. And then they take two of three from the Hot Orioles. Um, so going into the All Star break. The Rays are looking, as they do, just good. Second place in the AL East. Um, just look like a really strong team. Um, I don't know. So, they're yeah, they're leading the wild card. Second place in the AL East. This is coming with, like, kind of a random set of performances. Obviously, you have McClanahan looking like one of the Cy Young favorites. Um, but, like, Wander Franco, not exactly a big year. Brandon Lau, not exactly a big year. Um, Zanino, I mean, it's not like he ever hit for average, but uh, only five homers, that's not what they're looking for from him. It's kind of a weird year. Randy's having a 
solid year. Um, and then Isak Paredes. That's like 13 homers, which is a lot, but still 223. It's kind of weird. Not a good offense. Uh, seems like even a more random group than the Rays typically have, uh, which is saying something. But once again, where these guys where these guys make the money, the bullpen, and just pulling up starters that like seemingly come from everywhere. It's the fountain of youth over there. And maybe not the fountain of youth, but the fountain of bullpen talent because they just come up, pick any, and uh, they're going to probably have an ERA around 2.5 to 3. Um Couple shoutouts there. Fire Rising, not allowed an earned run this year in <laughs> 24 innings. Uh, that will obviously go a long way. Jason Adam in 38 innings is 1.41 ERA. That's already an elite bullpen, but it just keeps going through. I mean, the whole bullpen is hovering at, like, I would say half of it's under, just looking at it right now, half of it's under a 2.5 ERA, and the other half's under a 3.5. So when you're looking at it, I don't know. I get really annoyed in baseball games when, like, the Sox are down one run, and it's just a three RA guy every inning from that point on. Because you never feel good about that. When the when the reliever gets into the four RA, you're like, this is our chance. Maybe we have the top of the lineup against them. But no, the the Rays just don't have those pitchers, um, and they're injured. These are this is like this isn't even like the A list bullpen for these guys. They just continue to bring up pitchers who can do the job. Uh, it's pretty incredible. It is a I don't know. It's just a blueprint for success if you can have an elite bullpen without paying any of them any money. Um, so good for the race. I mean, that's a really tough bullpen. They have some of the best pitching in baseball. Um, not a fun team to play ever, really. No, no, not at all. And a team that seemed to do it with a budget of, of almost nothing. I, I love the pick. I think they, they overtook Boston um, throughout this last week for that second spot in the AL East and that first spot in the wild card. Um, you know, it's an always consistent team, like we like we said. You know, Shane McClanahan, like you talked about, I definitely think he's, if not the favorite, if one of the favorites for that Cy Young, he will get the start for the AL tomorrow in the All-Star game, which is exciting for Rays fans. Um, they've been hot. Yes, that division's been, you know, pretty much owned by the Yankees. Um, that margin has dropped to 13 games for the Rays, so maybe we'll see a little bit of a race come come August, September, if the, the Yanks cool off, but I think that's a good pick. I think that's a good pick. What uh, what are we thinking for the Icy? So this one, uh, I, I, I want, I kind of always want to pick the White Sox for either Icy or Hot, because I'm just very emotional about them. Uh, but I'm actually going to go to their biggest rival, or one of their two biggest rivals, because I think this is setting up to be one of the more interesting uh, stretches of the season for them, and that is the Minnesota Twins. Coming to the All-Star break, losing 3-4 of four, the White Sox. They're 3-7 and seven in their last 10. Um, all of a sudden, this division lead, without any performing teams, has shrunk to two games over the Guardians and three games over the White Sox. And the White Sox put up, like, 40 runs against them in that four-game set. It really, like, they're lucky to have gotten one game. They jumped on Lance Lynn, and they got him. But it they didn't seem like the better team there, and it wasn't a full-strength White Sox team. Um, and I'm not going to act like it's a full-strength Twins team, but they don't have, like, Luis Robert didn't play two games. Aloy didn't play three of the games. Like, this is, this is and Grandal is coming back. Like, White Sox are adding pieces. The Twins aren't adding those guys. Um and they just didn't look like they had the talent. Um, so now it's kind of a weird situation. Obviously, they've lost their pitching coach, Wes Johnson, to a college team. That's a, always a tough loss. Uh, not that I think it's happened before, but uh, <laughs> you'd have to imagine LSU coming in. I think it was LSU that came in and took them. Um, 
that's tough, and the rotation just hasn't been good since then. And, and I mean, to be fair, who knows how much of that is the pitching coach? This rotation is not exactly like star studded. Sonny Gray didn't look great, and then he got hit by a liner, so we'll see how he is. And like Joe Ryan, pretty solid starter, but then Bundy, Archer, Chris Paddock got hurt. There's not exactly guys you want in a playoff rotation there. Like, really none of them. Sonny Gray is like your borderline fourth starter on a good team. Um, so this is interesting. And, the, and, and what I think is the most interesting looking forward, the Twins are in a place where I cannot imagine they're confident anymore in their division hopes. Um, and they're in first place. But they got to be looking at that last series saying, do we have the guns to stick with even the Guardians or the White Sox? But specifically the White Sox. I mean, this is just a lot of firepower. Can they stick in this race? And then what does that mean going off to this? Because, like, you look at, like, going into the next season, Correa can walk. So you have, like, probably one of the biggest free agent signings they've had, maybe the biggest, uh, can walk out the door. So I think there's two options for that. Well, three options, really. They can stand pat and just hope to win with a bad pitching staff. Uh, But I think if they want to win, they need to trade for three to four to five pitchers. I mean, it's not just starters. The bullpen's bad, too. Um, so it's a lot of pitching they need. Um, I don't know how they're going to get that with like without trading a ton. But I think an option that they maybe should consider, I don't know how you do it as a first-place team, but this, I think there's a pretty fair argument to sell at this point. If you don't think you're going to make the playoffs, which I, you can't bet on them to make the playoffs at this point. They don't have the pitching. They don't have the offense. Like They have really good players arise Buxton, uh, Polanco, and Correa, great four. But what goes on here? What if you miss the? What if you buy and miss the playoffs? Correa leaves. You don't have prospects. I don't know. Tough position to be in. It's, it's an interesting argument. You're, it, and that's a interesting point to bring up. You're begging the question of a first place team to sell at the deadline. Um, interesting. I got to process that for for a second. Um, it's been interesting. I mean, the division will be interesting. I think it's going to be one of the best races come come playoff time. You know, yes, the teams aren't really as competitive as the other teams in these other divisions, but um, you know, I, I, Cleveland's been really strong. Cleveland has the pitching, is what it looks like. Uh, so we'll see what happens there. Uh, but yeah, no, it's been tough. Minnesota comes back. They, I think they have a three game set, three or four game set versus Detroit, and then they face Milwaukee and uh, San Diego. So they've got a tough stretch. Coming up, I know, um, I think the Twins have a tougher stretch than the Sox do um, for the second half. We'll see what happens. It's an interesting point, though, to, to sell at the deadline for the Twins. Um, you got to say, Luis Rice has been fantastic. Looks to be the, the heavy favorite for the batting title in the AL. Um, but, you know, like you said, you know, Correa has already pretty much have said that he is going to explore free agency as he's kind of taken a prove-it deal on his, on his own. Uh, so that could all fall apart for the Twins right there, and, and it would be interesting. You do have a great star in Byron Buxton, like you said. Uh, we'll see. Minnesota does seem to be fading a little bit. I'm going to knock on wood just for our White Sox to kind of climb back, and, and hopefully it's not Cleveland in, in the end. I will say if, if Minnesota wasn't first in the division, they'd be, I think, right around that, that third-place wild-card spot. So... Um, we'll see. We'll see. It did look a few weeks ago that an AL Central team sneaking into the wild card um, looked a lot more unrealistic. It looks a little bit more realistic now, but we'll see. That's going to be the exciting part of the second half. 
Um, I hate the Twins, so I enjoy the fact that they're your icy. So fuck the Twins, but uh, um, yeah, no, I, I think that's a good icy pick. But but sell at the deadline. Wow. Well, All I'm we'll saying see. is, this is my only point here. If their goal as a franchise is to make the playoffs, don't sell. Maybe buy a little. If their goal is to win a World Series. You're not doing it with Sonny Gray, Joe Ryan, and Dylan Bundy leading your rotation. That's just not enough. Uh, and then if one of those guys goes down, like you, you're not winning anything. Like you're not you're gonna win a playoff game. Not that they would anyways, but you know, it's just I don't know what they're expecting to do with this pitching. Uh, and to me, it either means buy a ton, stay in pat, or sell. And you have Correa, so I Correa's gonna walk. <laughs> like I don't know. It's a weird place to be. I think they might end up. Tossing a ton of the pitching, it's still not being enough, but uh, we'll see. Team we'll, to watch. We will wait and, and have to see. Uh, good pick. Good picks. Icy. Minnesota Twins. The hot. The hot. The hot. Um, remind me. Okay. <laughs> the hot was who again? The Rays. The Tampa Rays. See, everybody's forgetting about them this year. That's kind of the point. That's why they're they, relevant why I had down to... in Tampa. I know, but they're they're the leading the wild card. Like, why we used to love the Rays. Now we're just like, I guess they're gonna do it every year. Who cares? Which is fair. Yep, <laughs> yep, yep, yep. Oh, we'll see. Rays, Rays fans won't like that, but um, hopefully they can they can crawl in and make that division a little bit more competitive uh, than a New York uh, based lead. Um, yeah, nice picks, nice picks. So. I'm going to start her off with the icy. I'm glad Rick's not with us for this week because it's going to be the Chicago Cubs and their infield and their roster and everything. You know, losers of the last 9 of 10 heading into the All-Star break, currently sitting at 35 and 57, 14 and a half back of the Brewers. Cubbies were expected to be bad this year. So it's it can't be that upset. I don't think they could be as frustrated as White Sox fans have been with performance-wise. Uh, but it's only going to get worse. And, you know, that final piece of that... That Cubs World Series core is, is looking to be kind of leaving the roster this year and Wilson Contreras as he's in his final year with the Cubs on contract-wise. You would expect them to try and sell him if they can't uh, make a realistic offer, if they don't feel like they're in a position to retain him. I would say it would make the most sense to get your chips for him. It is a catcher. It's a little bit harder to get a bigger reward because it's you just can't get a guy up to speed with that rotation and that staff. And, you know, with that being said, like we said, it's a one-year deal. It could be just a rental for three months. So uh, we'll see what the Cubs are able to get for a return on Wilson. But I'm expecting uh, Wilson to play, you know, a few more games come August. He's going to be in a different uniform. Uh, Friendly confines. The friendly confines. They call it the friendly confines. Hasn't been quite friendly to the Cubs. They've gone 18-32 and at home, 17-25 and away from Chicago. The team's hitting has been in the middle of the league with an average of 244, on-base percentage of 319, slugging at 390, and an OPS of 709. However, pitching has not been great, ranking towards the bottom of the league. The team ERA of 4.58, and they're allowing a 2 point, or .251 average with a 1.35 whip. Um, the Cubbies suck. You know, I, I, I hate to say it. I'm a Sox fan, and actually I'd love to say it, but... Um, you know, I do wish the Cubs were a little bit more competitive on the north side. Uh, but they had a tough doubleheader stretch against the Mets where error caused uh, uh, a rundown, caused a run to score. They lost both games in extras. 
Fun fact, Michael Gravis took both losses in that doubleheader, something that hasn't happened, I think I saw, since like 1912. So something pretty historical in that sense in the doubleheader losses. Um, And then on top of that, last Thursday, the U.S. Attorney's Office filed a lawsuit in the U.S. or in the Illinois federal court alleging the franchise has discriminated against individuals with disabilities, especially people who use wheelchairs through Wrigley Field alterations. So just bad look after bad look for the Cubs. You know, it's just not been pretty. Like I said, Rick, I'm sorry you got to listen to this rant. Uh, we'll talk more on, on Big League Chicago, I'm sure. But it, it's been bad. Cubbies are my icy. It's plain and simple. Yeah, this is a good pick. Um, I think what makes it worse is, like, there's no reason this team shouldn't be good. This team should be spending money. This team had such... I mean, like, I know you win your World Series, everybody's like, everything was worth it. But, like, why couldn't they keep a core of those players? Why could they not keep anything going? I mean, like, I, I just don't get why they seemingly just abandoned that team as quickly as possible after winning. Uh, I don't know. I, I feel like they just got to sell. Get what you can for Robertson. Get what you can for Wilson. Get what you can for Hap. But how do you trade Wilson Contreras? This guy like openly wants to play for your team. He's one of the best catchers in baseball, and they just—I guess—they don't want to win. So why not trade him? Uh, try to get some prospects back. I don't know. Not a good thing. The other thing on the reliever Givens. Not only did he lose both games with the doubleheader, he didn't give up an earned run. Uh, <laughs> I, I think I saw that, but I forgot to mention. <laughs> <laughs> Which is just like that's like kind of on the level of. Maybe it's not as bad, but the the no hitter loss. It's just like really, that means like everything's going wrong. It's not just like bad performances. It's just it's a mess. So, oh, and it's tough. Yeah, I don't know. It's tough. They had a they're a joke. <laughs> they had a series against the Dodgers. I think in a two out of the three, I think they ended up losing. Uh, they had leads in both those games in early innings, and and the staff, the pitching staff, was just unable to keep uh, the door shut for the uh, opposing offenses and. It's been the story for the Cubs. It's it's unfortunate, like we said, uh, but we don't we don't mind. You know, the Sox Sox took the Crosstown Cup. Uh, can't get much lower for Cubs fans, but I think it will. Uh, people are angry with the Ricketts, at least here in Chicago. Uh, so I urge people to not support them. You know, bring your snacks to the ballpark, drink your beer, or at least get a nice buzz before you enter the park. Don't spend a hundred bucks on beer. Uh, you know, avoid the simple things. Don't give your money to the Ricketts. Uh, until they put a, a product on the field, like you said, that is deserving to be washed. Because we are a big market, and, and it frustrates the hell out of me that you know these Chicago teams that are rebuilding aren't are understanding that, or a city that is is important and shouldn't have to to deal with rebuilds, or at least have short rebuilds. Because you know we're we're Chicago. I want to see us succeed, but that's my Chicago little bias in there. But Cubs definitely rough, 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 rough. It's also like I'm sorry, rebuilds. If you're if you're a major market team in baseball, you do not need to rebuild. Uh, like you can do it once or twice, like for a while. But like you keep your core then. Like don't don't let them go. Like you don't need to rebuild. This isn't the NBA. You don't need to tank for a top draft pick. That's not how this sport works. The Dodgers are going to be good every year. The Astros are going to be good every year. These top teams stay good. The Red Sox. I mean, I know they have their down years, but they're always back in it. You don't need to rebuild. Uh, I think one of the things that bothers me most about the Cubs, I don't mind that they're bad. Um, I really don't like how MLB owners, the bad MLB owners, seem to care less about anything, like about their team, than any sport. 
um, they seem to have no accountability for like ponying up. They just kind of want to like milk these teams for money, and I, it, it it's annoying to see in the sport, especially from one of the major markets. Um, so I don't know. It's I don't like the Cubs being good, um, but it's definitely a lot better when they're at least competitive. Um, would like to see that. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Little update on the home run derby wise. Defending two time champ Pete Alonso has been defeated by Julio Rodriguez, who's going to the final. Albert's at six home runs with a minute and 46 in his second appearance. Um, no stars earned for that bonus time, so we'll see what happens. Facing Juan Soto should be an interesting one to finish. Um, but yeah, Cubs icy this week. Cubs are icy, icy cold, icy cold. You know who's not icy hot or icy cold? You know who's hot as hell? Not literally, figur- figuratively, <laughs> of course. Um, Jose Abreu, last 15 games, hitting 390 with an OPB of 431, a slugging percentage of 556, an OPS of over one. Abreu's launched two homers, five doubles, 23 hits, scoring eight times, driving in 10. Only striking eight times, uh, striking out eight times with four walks. Abreu has lifted his average from 217 in April to currently 304. He's got 11 home runs on the season, 105 hips, hits, 46 ribbies, and a 2.8 war with a current slugging percentage of 470 and an on-base percentage of 8.857. Jose, who is known to have a very slow start in April, who's known to not really wake up until it gets hot out, he's hot and he's he's tearing the head off. You know, he's tearing the ball and he's he's trying to lift this team, this White Sox team that's been struggling. Um, since, you know, with injuries and just inconsistent play, he's trying to lift this team to the playoffs. He's doing everything he can. Uh, you see it in the losses. They kind of single out Abreu on the cameras, and you see the, uh, the disgust in his face when they, they perform poorly or, or you know, they're losing uh, tight games. So Jose Abreu is my hot. I think he's going to be a key contributor in the White Sox winning this AL Central. Um, he's, he's heated up. He's hot. The last month and a half, two months, I think both June and July have been over, like I said, the .350 mark for an average. Um, love the man. Want him to keep doing it for a much longer time. He is on an expiring deal this year, so it will be interesting to see what the Sox do with that, uh, given the fact they have uh, Gavin Sheets and Andrew Vaughn. But um, as Alex shakes his head, <laughs> um, Jose Abreu, that's my hot this week, and I know – I know Alex got something to talk about, Pito. I mean, I love it. If they don't re-sign him, I can't even believe you'd bring that up. But I guess people bring that up. Uh, I don't know what I'll do as a fan. I might have to reclassify, follow him wherever. This, how do you not re-sign him? This guy, first off, most underrated thing. This guy does not miss games. Like They have to force him to sit. Our whole team, like our motto is rest management, which doesn't work. But uh, Jose does not apply. He, I don't think he lets that happen. Just the other day, he was sliding in the dugout like a psycho, but like that brings the energy. But like, who's sliding on concrete and just like okay with? <laughs> Only Jose would do that, but he's doing it for the vibes, getting the whole squad fired up. You love to see it. One of the things I love about this season, and by the way, I've been looking at his advanced stats all year. Have said he should be outperforming these numbers by a long shot. He's hitting the ball harder than anyone in baseball. Literally anyone in baseball. Doesn't have the launch angle, so probably won't hit as many homers, obviously, as like somebody like Judge. It's not that unlucky he's been. Um, but I bet he bats like 320, 330 as a full season this year. And that means he's got to stay hot, but he's hitting the ball that well right now. Um, 
the most underrated thing maybe about this year that I think White Sox fans realize, but uh, general baseball fans may not really care about because they don't watch him enough. Uh, and I love it personally, too, because for a while there was this debate over who the best first baseman in Chicago was. And it was Rizzo and Jose. And Rizzo's like main argument was always, this guy has such a good plate approach, he can walk. He's such a better hitter because he can walk. Jose, all of a sudden, just decides out of nowhere, I'm going to start walking this year. 44 walks to 58 strikeouts. Drastically different from anything we've seen in his career to this point. I mean, he used to have a different plate approach, and this year it seems like he's just chosen to like slow it down. Even when he's 0-2, he's working walks now, and he's getting pitches because of it. Um, I want to see the power numbers come back up. I think he needs to kind of balance it back a little bit. Um, I mean, I can't complain because he's been so dominant, but like, you do want a little more balls flying out of the ballpark here. So, I don't know. It's hard to ask for more from him, but when he's hitting the ball so hard, you just want to start seeing seeing some go flying. And I, I would wonder where the White Sox would be without him this year. He's been their best player yet again. Uh, I like to say before the rebuild, during, and after, Jose has remained true. It's the same guy. He has not gotten worse, and this is probably his best season to date. So I, of course, love to see it, and I love the pick. That's our captain. That's Pito. That's Pito. Uh, that's Icy Hot this week. Sponsor us, Icy Hot. Sponsor us. It's it's. We give you guys exposure. We're trying to give you exposure. Give us some exposure. Give us some money in our pockets. Sponsor us. That'd be awesome. Uh, moving on. Moving on. Around the horn. Around the horn. Standing updates from last week. Alex and I both went three and zero. Strong picks. Rick went two and one. So right now the standings look this way. Nine and three for your boy. Six and six, Alex is back at five hundred. And Rick, five and seven. So good weeks for the boy the boys. Uh, finally some positive numbers. People are looking to get back into the race. Uh, we've got some picks coming in. Uh, Rick has submitted his this week. Alex has got his as well. But I'm gonna lead us off. And I'm gonna lead us off in Chicago, coming right out of the All Star Gate, taking the socks over the Guardians, Friday night, Apple TV. Cal Quantrill versus Chicago, who is undecided. I don't care. I'm still picking the Sox. They're hot. They're going to win this game Friday. Uh, that's my pick. I know Rick, believe it or not, he went White Sox. So, interested to see where you go here, Alex. I'm obviously going White Sox here. No debate. First off, cannot pick against the White Sox. So, if there's ever a very unfair game and you want to win, uh, you can do that. But... I will pick the White Sox every day. Plus, we're hot coming to the All Star break. I think I think the starters either cease on normal rest, but like it would skip everyone in the rotation to pitch them there. But I would kind of like to see it. Like last game before the All Star break, first game after, because he got snubbed, beats two division opponents. I feel like that's the ultimate like in your face. This guy should have been an All Star. He just shoved against our two rivals in this division right now. Just bookended because he didn't get to play in the All Star game. Uh, I think that would be great. But if not, it's Giolito, and Giolito started to pick it back up after quite a big rough patch. So, you know, I got the Sox here. I think they, it's a huge series for them, obviously. Um, but, yeah, it, it would be big to put up some runs against the Guardians, too. Like, I don't want, like, I get our pitchers can go out and dominate this lineup sometimes. I mean, the Guardians don't have a pushover lineup. But let's put up five, six runs, eight, nine, one game. Just, like, run away with a couple games. It would be great to see. Why not? Why not, right? Why not? So, uh, that's my pick. I'm going to read off Rick's real quick. 
This is also Thursday. It's the Battle of California. Uh, Dodgers, Giants. He's got the Giants. Ah, I'm struggling, but I'm I, I, the Dodgers are hot. I can't I can't stray away from the Dodgers here. I'm I'm sorry. I'm going against Rick on this one. My pick's going to be the Dodgers here. Um, interested to see where you're laying. Yeah, I mean, I just need to take some different picks from you. So I'm going to go to the Giants here. The big issue is it's really dependent on the pitching. So I guess we'll see. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I'll go. I'll go with I'll go with the Giants here. Giants playing good baseball too. I think it's a team that we could see a little bit of a run from. Obviously, last year they had one of the best seasons, and they've kind of been banked up this year and not really had the same like veteran pitching success. Obviously, they've had Rodon come in. Huge, like one of the Cy Young favorites at this point. So, like, obviously, it's a big win. But, uh, yeah, they need to get some of the veterans back. But I don't know. I like the Giants. I like the Giants. I see how it is. I see how it is. Just because you did that, I'm going to go against you. But that's all right. That's all right. You know, that's that's the spirit of the game. It's the spirit of around the horn. Uh, so yeah, that's that's the picks from Rick and I. Where, uh, what do you got this week? So I got one of the most intriguing matchups I think of the week. Uh, very excited to see it. The Red Hot, and I mean like as red hot as you can get, Seattle Mariners. I think it's 14 straight now. They're still nine games back of the Astros, <laughs> but uh, it's the closest it's been, I assume. <laughs> um, so, like for a while at least. So, I don't know. I would love to see it. This probably won't have a big impact on the division, but uh, Seattle, like, you want to keep this hot streak going right now. Seattle's got a talented roster. We talked about it last week. Like, this is a good team, but this is a team that's going to be fighting for their playoff spot down to the last couple of days. So, all these wins matter. If you can start stealing games from the big boys like the Astros, like, and they'll play the Astros a lot. So, it's it, it, it would be a big statement when you come out of the All Star break and keep that momentum going. Um, who knows how the streaks carry over. Um, so, starting off hot would be fun. So, I'm going to go with the Mariners, you know? I like it. I like it. I like it. Rick. Went with the Astros, since you went against me um, with Rick's pick. I am going with the Astros as well. Uh, just a consistent roster up, up and down the lineup. I know Altuve is a little banged up. He stayed out of the All-Star game to rest up. Um, I love Fregman, even though I hate him. I, I, I've got the Astros. I've got the Astros, um, but we'll see. A lot of Thursday-Friday matchups, so we'll see what the standings look like next week. But uh, yeah, that's kind of it's around the horn, around the horn this week. I have a quick. Are these are these picks locked in now? Now that we've set them. What? Let me hear what you want to change. I don't uh, want to change anything. I just want to share my big piece of information. Picks are locked. Picks are locked. The including picks are mine. locked. Including mine. Huge picks are piece locked. of information. I knew people would want to go with the Astros. But the Astros play a doubleheader versus the Yankees on Thursday. One I'm aware. of the weirdest schedule moves of all time. I'm aware. I don't understand that. Why they have a doubleheader coming out of the All-Star break. And then they have to go to Seattle. So I'm feeling very good. I might be screwed. I might be screwed. but I... Watch. They're going to win this game. Though. They're going to win this game. Yeah, that's that's they're still why gonna I win, feel though. confident. That's <laughs> why I feel confident. It's the Astros are consistent. Uh, I think coming out of that, I think the All-Star Breaks going to cool off Mariners a little bit, but can't deny yeah. the MLB's longest win streak of the season going to Seattle on the West Coast. Uh, 
but yes, yes. Once picks are said, picks are locked. That's what we're going to try and stay to, um, unless unless a, a, we have a certain circumstance. But um, yeah, that's around the horn this week. Brought to you by Crack One Media. Our founder Rick, thank you for our platform. Around the horn. Brought to you by Crack One Media. Let's move on. Let's move on. This is uh, the big news of the week. The big uh, franchise superstar of. Of Washington, the guy who's looking to send the legend Albert Pujols home in the the home run derby, Juan Soto. It was reported that he turned down a 15-year, $440 million contract. Yes, I said $440 million contract offer from the Washington Nationals. Uh, currently with the worst, or tied with, or close to the worst record. I can't remember if they do or not, but in the league currently... Soto, who will reach free agency in 2025, is still under club control. But after denying the latest offer from Washington, the future looks dark. And Washington would want to lock down his future. But if they can't, it would be logical to, um, you know, take advantage of his his value. as a 23-year-old all-star who's going to be, you know, the franchise feature for some franchise Um and it's going to be for a long time. So they're looking for MLB-ready players now. Um, it's going to be a pretty big return. Could it be a Miggy, Miggy return from 07? Could it be a... I don't know what it's going to be. Could it be an A-Rod type deal? It could it be, you know, it's been reported maybe... Scott Boris is his agent. So who the hell knows? He could want $500 million for all we know. But uh, Washington has seemed to, from what I've seen, I think the deal was, was uh, loaded that it was going to be... That I think it's front heavy, and and by the end of it, he'll get paid less and less um, AAV wise. But if you had to guess, the teams inquiring, calling had to be the Yankees, the Dodgers, and maybe the Cardinals. Maybe you know we'll see. It's gonna be interesting to see who who checks in on Juan Soto. But the overall census is that he will be traded before this deadline coming up here on the second. So I don't know. It, the breaking news we got this week. What do you think? Um, so first off, I don't think there's contract. Like people are like, how do you reject four hundred forty million dollars? He's gonna get, make a lot more money by rejecting this, uh, bearing an injury. I mean, it's thirty million a year. I know that's a ton of money. But we're talking like probably the best, like one of the best baseball players who's twenty three years old. He's got like he could do two eight year deals and get paid more. Like he could probably get. 400 million over eight years. I know that sounds crazy, but like it's really not in this day and age. Like, we're talking about an absolute stud who's done it on the biggest stage already. Um, I don't think the 30 mil a year, I know it's 15 years, that's a ton of guaranteed money, but uh, I don't know. I, I bet he ends up making more than that contract rejection. So, I uh, people are confused by it, but I think that makes sense. The other thing that's big about this is like he wants to win, and I think he has a fair concern. And the Nationals have been a good franchise. I mean, it's not like they've been a joke, but, like, they're kind of a joke right now. And if I'm Juan Soto, I would be worried about signing that 14-year deal. Because look at what Mike, Mike Trout's kind of, like, I don't, like, I'm sure he can leave, but he's kind of established himself as, like, an Angels player. Like, it would be weird to see Mike Trout leave at this point. It, it seems like the door is closed for that possibility um, because of how he's, like, signed his contract throughout his career. Not, like the way that he couldn't ask for a trade or anything like that. It just doesn't seem like it would be right at this point, which is odd. Uh, I think Juan Soto is essentially putting himself out there and it's like, look, 
I don't want to sign a 14-year deal. I don't necessarily want to be that guy because I need to see that we're going to win first. Uh, and we've seen he probably played his best baseball when, when he was on the line. Um, so for me, I would love to see it. I, I don't know who has the trade chips to get him. I don't think many teams do. And I think there's also a situation where what the Nationals are going to ask, another team is going to find ridiculous. But, like, it's Juan Soto. Uh, it's going to be a massive package if he goes. I don't know. It'll be interesting. I think I think, uh, it, I think if he gets traded, it'll be a, a more surprising team than you'd think. I could see the Cardinals in there. I heard rumors there. Um, what I'm going to throw out, I don't think it would be a great... Like, it would be a great move because you get one of the best players. And I also don't think this is going to happen, but I think they do have the pieces to, like, surprisingly have the pieces. And there's definitely bias, and I know more about this, but I think the White Sox have the pieces to get it done. So they go to them with Andrew Vaughn, Aloy Jimenez, Garrett Crochet. Like, if they toss in four pieces of the core, like, think about it. Aloy, Vaughn's hit 300, but, like, Aloy and Vaughn aren't worth what Juan Soto was this year. And then, like... Kopech, they're thinking about that, and so are the White Sox. The issue is when you read that out loud, it sounds crazy for both teams. That's uh, crazy, <laughs> in my opinion, but it is a reality. It has been talked about. The White Sox could be uh, put into that ballpark. The only thing I would that would shut it down is Jerry Reinsdorf. I mean, you don't see him handing money out yeah. like that. So that's would be my only concern about it. But the guy's a two-time All-Star, has that World Series ring like we talked about or like we hinted at. Um, it, it's got to be a big package. It's got to be something astronomical. Uh, they want MLB-ready talent. They don't want people that they're going to have to develop. They want something that's going to help them now. Uh, could be a little bit like a Cubs situation where you see that they just get rid of them. But I, I, I don't think that will be the case uh, because you know he's going to want that money. This weekend, this week, uh, all his interviews at the All-Star Game, Scott Boris sitting right here, Standing over his head, you know, telling him answer this, don't answer that. You know, it, it's uh, he is he, his world is about as protected as it gets right now, and should be interesting to see where it lands. Like I said, could be a five hundred million dollar contract that he's looking for. That's insane to me, um, but that's the reality. I guess the world we probably live in. get it. He could. He really could. He really could. Uh, and Scott Boris probably just robbed a prospect from the Nationals if they want to trade him. Teams are like, this guy just got a lot less valuable. At least one prospect less valuable. Yeah, and that's what I think is going to come down to it is, you know, with that package, the understanding that you're also going to have to take and commit that much money to someone is going to be a head-scratcher for a lot of teams. But with that talent and that that age that he has, it seems like a no-doubter for for any of these teams in the contending spots. Um, You would assume that New York's got the money, L.A.'s got the money, um, like I said, and like you said, St. Louis could be a, a dark horse in this battle. I think I saw on CBS Sportsnet or something that they had him as that number one pick of that landing spot. We'll see. We'll see. They had the Sox like, just, as pretenders, but... Uh, I just we'll don't think New York actually has the money. I think the Mets are probably more likely. The, the thing we've got to remember about the Yankees, Giancarlo Stanton, massive deal. Garrett Cole, massive deal. And oh, guess what? Who is the other potential $500 million man in baseball that is becoming a free agent this offseason? Aaron Judge. They got a lot of money to spend. I don't know if it makes sense for them to go for four players worth like a 
three or two billion dollars, like or like two a uh, billion and a half on four players is crazy. Um, but uh, we'll see. You can't count them out. They are the Yankees. It is. It is that is true. Um, I would I would say to Yankees fans, it would be a lot more. Um, Excepting if they did lose Aaron Judge in the offseason, which I know they don't think will ever happen, but is a reality uh, for the Yankee fans out there, is that bringing in someone like Juan Soto could uh, could swallow that pill a little bit easier for Yankees fans. But uh, you are right about that. We'll, we'll see. And it, it brings me to my last kind of point of the night is tune in next week. Next week's going to be the trade deadline show. Uh, we're going to see what we can kind of cook up, but we've got some ideas cooking and we're definitely going to bring you an episode. If we can bring you, um, a live stream or something on the YouTube channel, we'd love to do that. But next week is going to be, we'll have our weekly segments, but it's going to be a trade deadline, um, show. We're going to be breaking down what these teams need, what teams are going to be sellers, what teams are going to be buyers. And, you know, that will be a little bit of breaking down what the divisions look like, what the playoff race is looking like. And, you know, we're excited to have Rick back in the studio. We'll see if we can bring on another guest. But I'm excited to bring uh, uh, the trade deadline show to, to folks next week. Um, so tune in. I think that will be on Tuesday the 26th, if I'm not mistaken, um, for the deadline show. Besides that, besides that, I don't, I don't have much else. I don't know about you. It's, it's the All-Star Week. Um, Things are kicking back off Thursday for games for the regular season. Tomorrow's the All-Star Game. AL, personally, I think we're both rooting for, but we'll see. We'll see. But besides that, brother, I'm, I don't know. I don't know. You got anything else? No, I'm excited for the All-Star Game. Probably we'll watch like the highlights. I don't know. Maybe tune in for an inning or two. Um, hopefully they mic up Liam Hendricks again. That would be fun. Uh, and then trade deadline should be fun. I mean, we have pretty much half the teams in baseball competing, or at least with this new wild card rule. So I don't know how that exactly plays out. There's a lot of teams that could be buyers. Which way do the Orioles go? The Twins, as we've talked about. Are the Twins going to be sellers? I don't know who they sell, and they probably won't be, but kind of hope they will be. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it should be fun. It should be fun. Um, first of a kind trade deadline, so that'll be that'll be exciting. Absolutely, absolutely. Where uh, where can the listeners find you? You can find me on Twitter at Northside underscore socks. Yerman Mercedes White Sox version is my profile photo. So he's yeah. hitting the ball in San Francisco. We're not going to talk about it now, but he's hitting the ball. <laughs> uh, definitely give uh, give Alex a shout out. Give him a follow. He will engage happily. Um, in any Twitter discussions that you've got. Uh, find me at, at SiffyMan on Twitter. Follow the Instagram page at Crack1Media. Uh, tune into our other podcasts, Only Football and Big League Chicago. That comes out Wednesday. Uh, I think Only Football Thursday. So yeah, tune into the Crack1 Media family. Appreciate you guys listening, and uh, we'll talk next week. I'm excited for the trade deadline show, but... Uh, Have a good one. Good to have you back in the States, like we said, and uh, we'll see you soon. Yankees lose. (laughs) Hits it in the air to right. Back at the wall, and the White Sox win it. Stretch. Get on back there. They look up. You can put it on the board. Yes. Yes.
this ball game is over.